And hello, everybody. Welcome to this podcast, Let's Talk. My name is Jeff Adams. I'm here with Pastor Tim Dunn, and uh, this is what we do every week. We just sit around and we talk about whatever it is that you have just spoken about. And and today, Pastor Tim, uh, was episode number two about Solomon. Right. Uh, last time it was Solomon as a young man, this time Solomon as an old man. And it, this this happens to fall. You and I are talking here in the middle of May 2022, right. and that is the month that is filled with graduation activities yeah. and all of that. I thought it was a very appropriate time sure. to deal with what you dealt with. Yeah. And uh, so graduates now, whether it's a graduate from high school or college or grad school, uh, typically this is a time in life where people are grappling with the big questions of life. Yeah. Where am I? Why am I here? Where am I headed? What's life about? Why is there air? All of those yeah. great questions of life. So taking into account everything that you shared with us today, what would be your one piece of take-home advice for graduates in light of Solomon? Yeah. Um, find somebody older than you that you can ask your questions to. Um, you know, I, I kind of picture him as this uh, kind of premium mentor, mass, mm-hmm. with mass, you know, blast radius. Uh, but he's, he has this very uh, distinct, unique, uh, odd story. Been on, feels like every side of every issue. <laughs> right. And uh, he's, I think he's trying to you know, get his story out there to be as helpful as possible. That's how I, I think there's more to it than that. But uh, and, and, you know, wh- whether it be, um, you know, experience isn't free. It doesn't have to you don't have to have experiences to understand whether it be just his general intent of telling his story for instruction, whether it be, you know, there's lots of pieces in that. And to be honest with you, you know, um, you you know about me, probably the 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 space that I spend the most amount of time in scriptures and wisdom literature and Psalms personally. And the reason for that is because I had a mentor who built that into me. Um, and so even though I grew up in a single parent home, even though, um, there, there were gaps in development in the house for me. Uh, one of the reasons that I love the church is because the church really provided me father figures and mentors and coaches. And I can't, I really cannot um, imagine my life absent those. I am quite certain I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you mm-hmm. in the absence of those. And that's everything from where is I going to go to college to should I buy a motorcycle? I mean, right. I, you right. know, it was, it was all, which was a no, by the way, do not buy a motorcycle. <laughs> um, to should I, should I go to work here to that didn't go well, what, you know, I just, I've had seasons where I was low on mentors, and those were, in hindsight, the most difficult years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've had seasons where I was rich in Mm -hmm. mentors. Um, I'm in a unique season now because the role you had and the role I have is like the de facto mentor. It's harder to find mentors when that presumption is there. But if I were, and I do this with my kids, I will continue to do it with anyone that I coach. find mentors that are a click or two, ideally, and then one who's doing what you want to do. So it's one or two. And ask them the questions you're afraid to ask. Right. I think that's great advice. And I I love the fact that you focused on the book of Ecclesiastes today. 
and uh, described to us how Solomon uh, in Song of Solomon, yeah. his yeah. youngness is coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And then Proverbs takes you through his entire life cycle yeah. and Ecclesiastes. And you worded it like this. You, you said Ecclesiastes is important because these are the words of an old man being transparent. Right, right. And in light of what you just said, I, I think that it's important for young people to understand that just because someone is old doesn't make them a mentor. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah in fact, yeah. most most of the old people are uh, <laughs> are probably not good mentors. But uh, so, as an old man being transparent, yeah. uh, what was so thrilling to me about you picking Ecclesiastes today? And I don't know that we ever talked about this or not, but. Uh, I came to faith when I was about 18 years of age, yeah. and I had been asking these big questions of life to the degree that when I started college, first two years in college, I thought that I wanted to major in philosophy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And when I came to faith, uh, it was really the book of Ecclesiastes, believe it or not, more than any other book of the Bible, yeah. that turned my life upside down. Yeah. And because of a little help from an old theologian, an old Presbyterian pastor from St. Louis who ended up in Europe by the name of Francis Schaeffer, yeah. he had written this little book called Escape from Reason. Yeah. It was not a commentary on Ecclesiastes, no. but it, was, it had a lot of Ecclesiastes in it. Yeah. And as a young philosophy student, I thought, Man, in this little book, it seems like there is every philosophy yeah. known to man. Absolutely. And what you said just a minute ago, he took both sides of every position. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah, so maybe the maybe the, the first bit of advice is read the book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> and then, I, yeah. I mean, really, it's... Yeah. it's um, and, and probably a, a very modern translation. Yeah, probably a very modern translation. But yeah, it... Uh, if you know, and I do this um, with my kids. I, I, you know, I had instilled into me read a proverb a day. You know, I do that. Sure, I've done sure. it for years and years and years. I do the same with my kids, um, and I read Ecclesiastes very, very, very regularly. It is appropriately depressing, mm -hmm. um, but if you are curious and open to kind of the philosophical slant of our faith, it's a dynamic, dynamic book. So what did you, I, I've asked you this question on multiple occasions, but what did you leave, if anything, on the cutting room floor as you prepared this message? Yeah, I mean, I'm basically doing a survey on Solomon in two weeks, which meant that I left a, a, pretty, a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not even sure we have time to talk about what I left on the cutting room yeah. floor. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it, as I'm going through this series, it's been interesting to try to say what are the can't miss mm -hmm. topics. I have a year to go through the entire Bible, right. and I just gave Solomon two weeks. You know, he's that significant right. of a guy, just like I gave David two weeks. Um, you can't give him too much more, but um, uh, similar to David, we talked about this last time, similar to David, a very complicated guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet, you know, brilliant, uh, at the ability to identify patterns in a helpful way, brilliant to simplify. I mean, the guy, the guy intellectually is pretty dynamic. And like I said today, you know, simple wisdom for finishing well, it's three things, you know, uh, pretty comprehensive. I felt like, so yeah, I, I really could go on and on and on and on and on about him. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that we have time, but I would encourage people as simply but forcefully as I can, get your nose into Proverbs, 
be reading that stuff. It will really, it will change your worldview very quickly. Talk to us a little bit about your own personal routine, because that was one of the things I was thinking of. What advice do you have for grads? Yeah. And I think sometimes kids who they're, they're off like a rocket ship to go yeah. into life and to yeah. school. You've got a son who, before you blink twice, is going to be going off to college himself. Yes. And uh, but yet this this habit that was instilled in you by yeah. mentors yeah. of being in wisdom literature, yeah. what would that look like? Kids at that age are not going to sit down and want to read through Deuteronomy every year. <laughs> but sure. if they could get their nose into the wisdom books, what, what would be a good suggestion to do that? Well, uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll take this take us a little bit down the side path here. You know, my boy uh, Noah is his name just turned 15. Yeah. And for his birthday, I got five men who had agreed to kind of coach him into manhood with me. One, I wanted to instill into him the humility of raising you is too big of a job just for me. Mm -hmm. um, I needed other people. And so, you know, I, I, his coach, his uncle, his godfather, his kind of teacher around stuff mm -hmm. and, and his pastor who hears. Uh, pastor Brandon Smith, our student pastor, right. like, and I said to him, and I'm your dad, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm not all those things to you. Um, and so what I would say to a college student, what I would ask really, really beg is um, just you need, you need, call him whatever you want, a coach, a mentor, a counselor, or whatever, um, uh, who's speaking into your life on a regular basis. It's probably not a parent. Right. Although they should be speaking into your yes. life on a regular basis. It's not a friend, although you should let good friends speak into your life on a regular basis. This is somebody who is removed enough from your story, meaning they're not your peer, right. and removed enough by proximity, meaning they're not blood-related, right. that they have an objectivity. Mm -hmm. um, I would want that person to be somebody that you would want to be like. So don't you don't find a mentor that isn't a, you know, in my case, I... <laughs> You know, I don't want to mentor that it's a bad pastor. That's an awful dad. That's bad. You know, like that, that you, you want to, you want to be scanning, you know, and Proverbs talks about this, you know, wisely observing the righteous and the wicked and learning from both. And, uh, and I, I had talked to you before about, um, the reason I became a reader was because I had a mentor say, observe and do a study on the best leaders that, you know, and I realized that they were all readers. Um, so that, for example, so spend some time and, you know, take, let's say 30 to 60 days and just be more observant, be more sensitive to God's spirit around somebody that could be. Um, and at the same time, be reading God's word, reading Proverbs, reading Ecclesiastes. It's a chapter a day. Um, I, I make my kids listen to it when I take them to school. I take our executive pastor's sons to school. Same thing. Proverb a day. Um, and so I'm filling my heart up with God's wisdom and God's word. I have an external mentor who's speaking into, and the agreement is I'll be 100% honest with you. Can you be 100% honest with me? So, and then I also have a counselor. So I have coaches, counselors, friends. Um, that's kind of the trifecta for me. And then in my reading every day, I read um, multiple Psalms mm -hmm. and a proverb. And then we have a Bible reading plan that does right now happen to be in the book of Psalms. But, uh, and then I'm, I have, this is going to sound obnoxious. It's true, but I have six books on my nightstand right now. You and I are reading through a book together. 
a large book, to, a very large <laughs> book that sometimes holds the door open in a storm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm I am factually, you know, actually reading probably three books at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm always thinking of input. Right. And then I go to my counselor for process and then my life ideally is the output um but i just think with college kids you just need to get your head around you can't get where you want to go by yourself no matter what it is so if if you're listening to us talk right now if you would make a time mark and then rewind to about five minutes earlier and you have enough practical <laughs> yeah. advice to last a lifetime and what you just said, Pastor Tom. And that's that's an interesting thing, and I'll take us, us down a different place. I have done that for so long. Yeah. I'm at this interesting spot where I've been talking to the staff about this. I, I, I think that I feel moderately depleted coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. And my I, I am looking for new routines because I'm in such an odd season with yeah. COVID. I need new routines. And I was talking to Pastor John, our executive pastor. I'm struggling with that mm-hmm. because my routines have worked for me for so long right. that I'm, but I'm needing some more input. But I know, and I'm not saying this arrogantly, you are like this. So I don't know that many people that are as intentional about inputs as I am. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have three counselors, you know, I'm, I, we're both reading all the time. I have, I have mentors, I have people, I have a pastor. Um, I'm, I'm very, very, very intentional in that. And the reason that I am is, is the book of Proverbs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, I am very, very, very nervous, um, to be isolated, to, tr- to try to have significance and influence and purpose and fulfillment, all the things that we want, um, isolation and wrong relationships are death for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just heard you say something in this in this last little bit of several minutes that I think is very important. And it's to have more than one mentor, more than one voice in your life. We need a variety. We do. And when we talk about mentors, sometimes I see people get hung up on one mentor. Yeah. And then what happens is you get only one perspective. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Most people are good at one or actually good at one or two things. Mm-hmm. And when you ask a mentor, number one, when you ask a mentor to be your only mentor, it's pretty overwhelming to that. Mm-hmm. Can you mentor me in everything for the rest of my life? Yeah. Uh, so what I always say when I'm coaching people to find mentors is figure out what you want to be mentored in. Yes, yes. <laughs> ask prospective mentor, could you mentor me in that thing right. for this amount of time? Right. Once a month for six months. This is not a lifetime assignment. Yeah. Um, because most often good mentors are in high demand yes and um and if you want a good mentor you're you need to bring vision and clarity so that they see that you're taking their time seriously and, and you and i have talked about that before when somebody comes up and just asks the blanket question would you be my mentor the answer is always going to be no no, no. <laughs> but if somebody yeah. comes up with a little bit more specificity yeah that yeah, yeah. you know would you do this yeah. for this amount of time here's yeah. what i'm thinking of the answer is almost always yes yeah exactly or at least we can quantify why it's that's no right. or maybe later that's right and uh yeah that's just really good advice you, you made another statement today that i i made note of and uh in fact you kind of 
couched it by saying, if you get one thing to take away this morning, it's this. And uh, Solomon's simple wisdom yeah. to finish well. Yeah. Uh, do the right thing with repetition starting now. Right. Every word is measured there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you want to talk into that a minute? Yeah. Well, um, well you know, I was, I'm obviously leading into Solomon's version right. of the right thing. Right. But I just know, I, I, I know so many people, and I've been these so many people, I did the right thing once or a couple of times and I lose interest and I'm curious why I don't get the benefit. So it's the right thing with repetition. And then starting now, I know the right thing to do. I'll do it later. I know the right thing to do. I got other things to do. I think there are certain things, at least in Solomon's mm -hmm. fear God, um, you know, make good friends and uh, have a vision for finishing. Um, like today, start today, start yeah. right now. Right. Exactly. Um, and we always want a more finished product um, before we start, you know, but all of the things in your life, like Microsoft wasn't Microsoft. It was it was a garage idea. Mm -hmm. Apple, you know, um, the the incredible basketball player that you idolize got handed a ball and, you know, there's it. They just started. And our faith is very similar. Um, the way you finish well is you start immediately. And you trust that God is going to provide you with the right things and the right people, but that you're going to have to keep doing those things over and over and sure. over again. You might hit seasons, like I just said, where you need to add something or take something away, but there are certain kind of core tenets of growth and in emotion and spirituality and those kind of things, you're just going to do them for the rest of your life. Yeah. And uh, and and so, don't procrastinate. Start today, and don't wait until you understand it to do it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. those constant reps. It's those constant. As, reps. as a very well known book recently uh, published talks about, mastery is when you do something ten thousand hours, yeah. Yeah. ten thousand yeah. times. Absolutely. And it just yeah. it just takes it going over and over and over. And and all the, I mean, Atomic Habits is another one, you know, that just came yeah. out. And it's like, yep. oh, like, yeah. it's Thomas the same thing. About yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy has literally monetized a biblical idea that's thousands of years old. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, and we're, we're gobsmacked. Like, this is the, no, this is what Solomon's been talking about. Yeah, it yeah. just expressed in a different word yeah. and a different yeah. culture. And, yeah, yeah right. but it's the same it's thing. It's marketing, yeah. Uh, there, there is no new thing under the sun. Yeah, I, exactly. I guess is what Solomon would yeah, say, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was interested in, in one thing when you shared these three things that yeah. Solomon tells us to do, to fear God, find good friends, have a vision for your finish. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what we call here at Graceway Growth Track. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's was that intentional? It. Yeah. Was one yeah, built yeah, upon yeah. the other? No, yeah. yeah, no. No, I started, you know, I'm, as we've talked, I've been having to do this, just taking an enormous amount of information. You know, Solomon shows up in so many places wrote at least, you know, at almost three books. And so when I started, I had like 12, mm -hmm. you know, 12 things of Solomon. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. not simple. And, you know, I ended up at three. Um, and so, uh, yeah, obviously that language is native to, to this house. Um, 
But yeah, it is pretty much. You you established that <laughs> right when you first became the senior pastor, yeah. which I and, and you and I both are committed to making disciples. Uh, yeah. And and you and I both have emphasized for years: discipleship is not a book, it's not a program, it's right. not a video, right. it's not something that you go through and get a certificate yeah, and correct. say it's a once and done. Yeah. But it's a lifelong process. But what I love about the growth track approach, which yeah. is basically solid, <laughs> right. is it's four simple things. Yeah know and enjoy God, yeah. find friends, yeah. discover your purpose, and make a difference. And, and and that is so simple, but it's almost like discipleship was a, a funnel. Sure. You very simply come in by doing those th yeah. th four things, yeah. repeat them over and over yeah. and over and over and over for the rest of your life. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's... That's you know, discipleship. That's that is discipleship, and and you know, w it, as we have discussed, there are a handful of people who um, uh, are not complimentary of of that perspective. But for me, I I am informed, as I said, by by these guys, by by Solomon, by this this wisdom literature, and um, and it's the only way I know mm -hmm. how to create, do the right thing with repetition, starting now. Um, yeah. At, here's our four values, at least to four environments, we're going to do them forever. When are we going to do discipleship? That is discipleship. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. talking about the title, I'm talking about the work of. Exactly. And uh, When I came into ministry, it was a time when people were consumed with attending church. Yeah, right. And right. bring them in on buses, and then do this, and then yeah. do that, and, and you built this great machinery. Yeah. And so our thought at that time was, let's talk about what it really means to be a disciple. Yeah. So we start teaching, we start organizing some teaching material. <laughs> right. And all along I'm screaming, this is not discipleship. Yeah. It's not a program. It's not a book, although I wrote a book. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's not this, it's not that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think that what growth track is, is coming back to center. Trying. And yeah. like, hey, you, you know. You don't have to be able to name all of the dispensations <laughs> or to say how many there are or right. aren't. Right. You don't have to know all the labels. Right. You, you just have to know God and enjoy Him, yeah. find friends, discover yeah. your purpose, and make a difference. Yeah, that's it. Now, do some reps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, 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 like anything else, is, is not perfect. But the, I have, as you know, been you know obstinately stubborn at not... Okay, here's the book. Yeah, Not, yeah. You, you know, no, this the whole thing, the whole Christian faith is. I understand that there are areas that we need to resource and educate and train and all of those kind of things, but none of those things in and of themselves is comprehensively discipleship. It is not. It is the whole thing. It is the reps around it. It's the right thing with repetition. Start today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm adamantly insistent on that, and uh, and I think Solomon too. I mean. He's very, very nuanced and very philosophical, but at the end of the day, he's only saying a couple things, really. And um, it, yeah, just a, a fascinating guy. I really, I, I, um, I'm, I'm brokenhearted, honestly, that he. I feel like I know him. I'm brokenhearted that he, he finished so poorly. Yeah. Um, it scares me to death yeah. because. Um, uh, because it was all right there for him. I also, you know, I am, I benefit from you finishing well. You know, I benefit from, um, so many people benefit when we finish well on the simple things. Mm -hmm. um, I benefit from you being here. Our, uh, our church benefits from us both being here. Right. Um, and 
we don't talk about it enough yeah. and we make it so complicated that nobody in their right mind could do it yeah um it's it really is just about god i re i really want to do the right thing today and if you give me tomorrow great and i want to do that for as many days as you give me in the place that you have me and in the sovereignty and grace of god you know he weaves this tapestry that you know we couldn't have come up with yeah go back to your illustration earlier how did michael jordan become michael jordan yeah. well thousands upon thousands of reps yeah. Yeah. and you learn things you learn new techniques you yeah. get new information along yeah. the way yeah but it's the reps it's the reps it's the reps and the the curiosity I mean, yeah that's absolutely another thing that i have i always say to people about you i mean you're phd you're a brilliant guy like anything you're one of the most curious leaders i've ever been around hmm. um you read like a maniac um and you're very you're open-minded you know um, I don't think I've ever said, do you want to read this book with me? And you'd be like, no. Uh, <laughs> um, so you and I have read lots of books together and that kind of, and, and I love that, that even though you're quote unquote retired, even though you, you know, led this church for a lot of years faithfully and well, you're still learning. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I always say the day that I stopped learning is the day that I stopped being a disciple. Yeah, that's exactly because right. Because a disciple is a learner. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, great discussion, Matt. So where are we going next week before we sign uh, off I'm knocking some things around. Okay, knocking some things, some things around. around. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to all of you for joining us today on this podcast, Let's Talk. And uh, I, I don't know how you got here. Uh, some people find us on the Graceway website, Graceway social media, but you can find this podcast anywhere that you get your podcast, no matter what it is. And when you do find it, would you please subscribe? Because we would like to take you along with us on this journey. And uh, thanks for being with us. And we will see you at the same place, same time next week. Thanks for tuning into the Graceway Experience. Hope we can talk again sometime. <laughs>